everybody, and welcome to episode 277 of the Spoiler Alert Podcast, brought to you by MovieOutsiders.com. This is Danny, I'm here with Mike, and we are psyched to be talking about Knives Out, the new Daniel Craig starring murder mystery comedy thriller from Ryan Johnson. Mike, how the hell are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Danny. How are you doing? Clearly awesome. Yeah, you sound uh, stoked. To start some, are you? Do you have a little cocaine a little before this one? Okay, all right. That's that's okay. <laughs> More just looking forward to some time off uh, okay, for the holidays. Right. It's going to be great. Uh, hope to see a few movies. Hope to record a few episodes of the podcast because we are a little bit behind. We've, uh, I mean, I saw Knives Out. I think two or three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So we gotta. And then, you, but you we'll saw it a second time with me in the theater, which is great. Yes, I, it, I, I might as well just tell you right up front. I like this movie enough to see it twice in the theater. That's that's fantastic, and this is a first in that we've never, in two hundred and seventy-seven episodes, had one of us see a movie twice, and then us together that second time. This is a this is a first for us. Well, that seems like a kind of an esoteric, very weird. Thing to yeah, it's a weird it's stat. Like, but also, I sat on the left hand side. Is that typical? I feel like. 12 of 13 people on IMDb found that interesting. Uh, well, who can argue with 12 of 13? Yeah. So that's great. <laughs> so we've got a lot of movies coming up, though. We, we are going to get to Star Wars right away. We've got to kind of go back in time and see Marriage Story, which is on Netflix. Right. Noah Baumbach's very critically lauded film starring Adam Driver, which, by the way, did you see that he walked out of NPR because they wanted to play a clip from his movie? Adam Driver or Noah Baumbach? Adam Driver. What 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 clip? And why did he walk out so of it? Because a, they wouldn't have... Apparently he hates hearing himself and watching himself so much. That I hate hearing him and watching him so much. Yes. They had yeah, to tell I agree him, with them. All right, Adam, we're going to play a clip. So turn your headphone, take your headphones off so you don't hear it. And in 20 seconds, put him back on. And instead, he just put his headphones down and left. And he left and didn't the building. Complete... Oh, no. He just walked out. What's wrong with the, this guy? The Onion, the Onion had a great uh, headline in that Adam Driver storms out of um, the Grand Canyon National Park after his voices echoed back to him. So he's, he's forced to listen to himself by the National Park, and he's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> That's hilarious because our friend of the pod, Ellen, is an Adam Driver aficionado. She loves this guy. Really? Yes. Yeah. She's the one. <laughs> she must have some pull in Hollywood because he seems to be everywhere. I think Inside Lewin Davis is the only time I've ever been able to stand him, and I thought he was really good in that, in kind of a very small supporting role but yeah he was okay in black clansman like that's the one i'll give him oh that's right anyway right, anyway fine. that's not what we're Fair here enough. to talk about yeah. we're here not, to talk neither about neither here nor there out. Yeah. it's a murder mystery whodunit and uh with a bit of an all-star cast i'm gonna kick us off with a tight a very tight plot recap knives out um when the renowned crime novelist harlan thromby great name uh, is found dead at his house following his 85th birthday party. A debonair detective named Benoit Blanc, played by Daniel Craig, is mysteriously called in to investigate the death. From Harlan's dysfunctional family to his devoted staff, Blanc sifts through the red herrings 
and self-serving lies to uncover the truth behind Harlan's untimely death. And that's Knives Out. Mike, what'd you think of the film? I loved this movie. I thought that it was so fun and interesting and different. And, you know, we we do this on occasion. I wish this is more of the movies that we would get to see made. And I think that the the crime whodunit dramas are really fun, but this one added such an awesome level of comedy that I thought it struck such a fun balance that I enjoyed the hell out of it. How about you? Yeah, I loved it as well. I, I'm a big murder mystery fan. Uh, I really could sink my teeth into to just about any movie like this. And this is more what I was, not the comedy so much, but the quality that I wanted from Murder on the Orient Express which still has the greatest trailer and trailer meme of all time. (laughs) And that movie did well enough, even though it sucked, for there to be a sequel. So Death on the Nile with Kenneth Branagh as Hercule Poirot will come out uh, next year. So they'll get another chance. Um, But this one, I just thought the quality was great. I thought I was really nervous going in because Daniel Craig, I, I haven't traditionally thought of him as very funny. And I was a little nervous about the accent from the trailers. Yeah. I thought his accent was great. And I thought he was awesome in this movie. And uh, great cast. The the mystery was good. I had a great time. All right. Awesome. Uh, Again, I I see a lot of these types of movies and I read a lot of mystery books. And this one I thought was interesting in that maybe about 30, 35 minutes in, they tell you how the character died. Right. Yeah. Right. Like you get... The basically the solution to the mystery a third or a quarter of the way through the movie. And I guess the first time I saw it, I thought, wow, so what's the rest of the movie about? Like, is it more a character character study or what an interesting twist? Uh, but there's a healthy chunk of mystery yet to be solved. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I feel like they, they circle back in a way that makes it really satisfying. A unique style for telling a, a, a murder mystery story. And, yeah, and yeah. I knew that you love these kind of mo- movies. And I, this is very Agatha Christie style themed with with a dash of humor. But I like that. I really liked Michael Shannon in this movie. I think that guy is oh. so weird and off. And I think that this is him at his best like he's he's done a lot of dramas and i think that he kills it in this movie in a comedic role he is our generation's christopher walken yes and they need to be in a movie and they need to have like a really intense scene where where michael shannon just shouts and gets all creepy and sweaty and walken just does like his dead stare and then like kind of does like a jazzy dance and leaves the room god it does he is great. I didn't realize this at the first, uh, but I caught it the second time. Did you know that the kid who plays his kid in this movie, the uh, uh, Republican Nazi child who may or may not be <laughs> masturbating to images of dead deer during the birthday party, actually played his son in the movie Midnight Special, which yes, we reviewed yes. like two years ago. That. So yes. they played father and son now twice. I That's thought that amazing. was interesting. Yeah, they don't. They don't have a ton of screen time together in this one, though, right? Like, in Midnight Special, it's them traveling no, no. together. So yeah, right. Yeah, okay. and Joel Edgerton, yeah. I also really... I liked the score in this one. I It's been a long time since I brought up yes. the score, and I really thought that the score was fantastic <laughs> in this it? movie. Yeah. Has it, has it been a while? It has been. Oh, okay. I, I'd say it's been at least a dozen episodes, yeah. I'm saying I guess it's been a few weeks since we recorded an episode, so maybe that's, maybe that's <laughs> what you're thinking. 
Yeah, but right. I liked I liked that this was it's like an all star murder mystery whodunit, but all the stars are like C minus stars. Like Jamie Lee Curtis is not a huge star anymore. No, but she was great. Don Johnson no longer a star. He was awesome in You're this right. movie. Right, yeah. Tony Collette, what's she done since The Sixth Sense that anyone has noticed? Don't know, but she's great in this movie. I always so confuse like, her with Catherine Keener too. Like, are they are they easily confused? Tony Collette and Catherine oh, Keener. Oh no! I think they. No. I feel like the two of them like came of prominence at the same time, like right around ninety nine two thousand, and that's well, why I 99, always confuse Catherine them. Keener was in Being John Malkovich. Being John Malkovich, yes, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's Sixth Sense, same year. So maybe, but um, I, I thought everyone did a great job. In fact. Has Don Johnson – I can't believe how good he looks. He looks fantastic. And how well he was acting. It's like this guy took like 20 years off and just came out. He's doing great work. Interestingly enough, he's director Ryan Johnson's son. <laughs> That's how young Ryan Johnson looks. He's he, yeah. <laughs> he's amazing. Don Johnson. <laughs> Ryan Johnson is 85 years old. <laughs> right. Well, that explains The Last Jedi. Right. Um, <laughs> I also like that this movie, it got right into things. Again, from a structural standpoint, traditionally we get the first half hour of a murder mystery is you're introducing all the characters and you're kind of – you're seeing the whole setup. And then after the 30 or 40-minute mark, that's when the death happens. Then the detective gets called in. This movie starts right away like with a flashback and within minutes you're already – it's already the witnesses kind of talking about what happened. And we get that whole yeah. – um, sort of first half hour in the movie, but it's chopped up in flashback through character conversations with the detective. So I, I really enjoyed that it just felt fresh. It felt like the movie got started right away and there wasn't that long, like 40 minutes where you're just kind of waiting for something to happen. This, this just dove right in. Along that point, something that I struggled with a little bit you know, we, we went to Flix to see this, and we got the 30-minute preview beforehand. Um, and they showed clips from Clue, which I think is another great whodunit murder mystery. Phenomenal. And yeah. that movie is 90 minutes long. This one was two hours plus. And like mm-hmm. you said, you know, you're half an hour in, and you, you get how, how the, the victim died. And then it goes deep. And I thought that the plot got a little bit convoluted at that point. I, I feel like there were there were parts that I was scratching my head a little bit, not quite getting, not, not quite tying the pieces all together. Was that me needing to run to the bathroom at one point or that I just had two beers? Like, I, I don't know. Did you find it a little bit esoteric and deep at moments as well? Uh, no, I thought it pieced together pretty well again okay. I, it was, it was right. i would give you though that it that structural uh piece of a it's starting right away and b finding out how the person died in that you know first 30 40 minutes it really does sort of leave left my brain wondering like so what do we do from here like i i'm so used to sort of the formula and this this shifted the formula just enough that it it did feel like is all this necessary and and so I guess maybe the first time through, I was sort of either paying attention a little less or I just didn't know what to do. The second time, of course, I had already seen it. I knew how the pieces should fit together. And so I was paying very close attention to see if it holds up. And it totally holds up. And so I was... Do you feel like this is a movie that deserves a second viewing for that reason? Like, uh, is it 
is it worth going back a second time pretty quickly to to piece that all together? Like much like Sixth Sense felt for people um, back in '99. Well, I think most. So again, I'm a big mystery fan, and so most times I feel like if it's a really good mystery, either because the the twist or the plot itself is so interesting. I don't mind revisiting it right away. Just kind of see how the machine is built and see all the pieces click together. If it's a crap one like Murder on the Orient Express, even though that's a classic and well-written, I have no interest in revisiting it. Um, But this one was also a lot of fun. I I wouldn't put this... I mean, I think Clue is 90% comedy, 10% mystery. And I think this one is... 30% 30% comedy, 70% okay. mystery. Yeah. But the comedy was good. I really the enjoyed it. I laughed great. a I mean, lot. From the opening shot with the the maid coming into the room and and seeing the dead body and dropping the tray all over, that was great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and again, that's a, a, it's a fairly classic trope, right? Like someone comes in with a tray and they're going to scream or whatever. And all, she just barely fumbles it. And it's just more of like... Like she's just... It was a very human response, you know? Right. It wasn't like, over the top. Right. She's not, she's not like, totally mortified of the dead body. She's upset that she's going to have to clean up a freaking mess. Yes. Yeah. A cup of coffee is about to spill. Right. That's definitely the bigger issue here. Yeah. Um, what did you think? So there's a character played by Ana de Armas um, who's lovely. And Golden who Globe nominee. Blade Runner 2049, and she will be in the new upcoming James Bond film. Um with Daniel Craig, obviously next year, but her character has an affliction where she cannot tell a lie. In fact, if she does, she projectile vomits. <laughs> what did you think about that as a, as a plot tool? I, I thought it was great. I think it's, it's unusual and funny. I think that that was, that was a wonderful plot device. And they used it really well. I mean, they used it like four <laughs> different times and multiple characters used it. Yeah. Which I liked. I, I really appreciated that. You know who I struggled with is Lakeith Stanfield. Uh, I, I really yeah. liked him in Sorry to Bother You, which we reviewed. Was that two years ago now, probably, that movie? Sure. Enjoyed yep. it. Uh, but I feel like this... So, admittedly, I've only seen him in maybe three movies. But I feel like he kind of always plays that character. And he's sort of disaffected and just sort of quiet and bland and... I just I, I can't get behind this guy. I, I don't know what it is about Lakeith Stanfield, but I'm I'm just sort of bored by him. Well, I feel like he's low energy. I, I would I would describe him as laconic, but that feels more like Matthew McConaughey, who okay. still has energy yeah. but is just really, really chill. stoned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you're right. I think Lakeith Stanfield just comes off as a little bit low energy, and yeah. so he doesn't have much to do in this mo- this movie. He doesn't do much. His little assistant actually at least gets a couple of chuckles because that guy's like a fanboy of the author. And <laughs> it's right, right. He's just, he, he, I was, he was funny. Very funny. Yeah, yeah. But I really enjoyed Daniel Craig. And I, I so I think this is a, a fun movie. I certainly would recommend people see it. And I think it's perfect timing in Daniel Craig's career in that he's been very vocal that this is his last James Bond outing. It's a physical role. It takes, you know, a year and a half of his life between promotion and production. He's ready to be done. But he could play this character for the next 35 years. He and Ryan Johnson could put a new murder mystery out every two years. And I'd be happy. And I think that Daniel Craig could just keep making these movies as long as they can keep them fresh and fun. 
Would you see another one? Would you see another movie with this character? Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, without a doubt. I I really do want to see more movies like this and and even sequels would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Very cool. What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? Uh, what's up with Jamie Lee Curtis's hair? I mean, it's it's not right. Remember I told you I saw her at the Beverly Hilton. <laughs> it's, not, and, it's not right. <laughs> and that's her real hair, I think. Like, it, it looked a lot like that. Yeah, yeah. Tell, tell us more about why, what you don't like about Jamie Lee Curtis's hair. <laughs> it's It's too white. It's too short. It's too... Bristly? Twisted, yeah, it, that's it. That's a good word, bristly. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. No, well, good. she's just she's just a very distinctive looking woman. Yeah, and I don't use that it's, nicely. It's, it's, it's not. <laughs> it's not words of affirmation. That's. I mean, yeah, she's it's, gonna she, totally unsubscribe. Yeah, she's out. That sucks. What's up with this movie uh, giving Frank Oz an on-screen on-screen role? This is the first time he's been on-screen in a film since like 1998 or something. Yeah, yeah, it's it's <laughs> and, and there's great. a reason. There's a reason he's a voice oh, actor. No way! I think he's great. I, I saw oh, him no. come on screen and I just smile from ear to ear. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, Frank Oz, and he's terrific in like the two scenes he has. What's up with Don Johnson suddenly being in movies? Like, what's what's going on? It's a uh, it's a uh, John Connaissance. Yeah, I don't know. He was also in uh, HBO's TV show Watchmen uh, yeah, in a couple episodes, yeah. and he's terrific. I mean, okay. he's he's good enough uh, in that and in this that I really wonder where has he been and why has he not been doing good work for the last fifteen years? I mean. He did what, like Nash Bridges on CBS for like ten years, and no one has ever seen an episode of that ever. <laughs> it had literally but, zero viewers. Yeah. By all accounts, terrible. And yet, I'm sure he made millions and millions and millions of dollars. But then he, so he was in he was in Django Unchained, right? Like that was the the last big movie he was in. Was he? Was he in that? I don't remember. I thought he was the plant. I thought he was one of the plantation owners in that movie. Maybe I'm wrong. I remember him from Brawl and Cell Block 99 with Vince Vaughn. And that mm. movie is bonkers. It is so violent and so outrageous. And, and Vince Vaughn's plays... in it? Is it comedic? No. Oh. No. No. You you would not make it through the last 20 minutes of that movie. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah, All right. It's All right. pretty rough. But I agree. What's up with Don Johnson being great again? And where has he been? And the opportunity cost of, of all the things he hasn't acted in is, is it's, staggering. It's, it's upsetting. Yeah. You know, I've griped in the past about movie trailers and the usage of music that doesn't quite fit the movie or isn't in the movie. And it's just meant to draw sure. you into the movie. I felt like there was a weird... Uh, music choice in this one. So what's up with the use of Sweet Virginia by the Rolling Stones in that one scene? I feel like that was an odd choice and I feel like it it, it seemed a little Scorsese-esque to me and I really do struggle as much as I love Marty with some of his just 
classic rock soundtracks to everything that he does. And I thought that that was a weird moment where I was like, I don't know why you're playing Sweet Virginia in this scene. Is that the song that closes the film? No. No, it, it, it was earlier. So I saw this movie with a friend of ours, and I think that was his favorite part. Oh, really? He, he was like, oh, yeah, this, I love this song. And I think he really enjoyed it. So I love the song just like I love Hendrix's All Along the Watchtower. But when they throw it into two out of three movie trailers, I feel like it's odd. Well, that movie also has to it has to be in every Vietnam film. <laughs> and and I can appreciate it in those. Yeah. Like, Got to have yeah, that. Got to have like some credence. Yes. Yeah, there's just <laughs> like little a, doors. Yeah. Little doors. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Buddy, are you ready for five questions? Um, I, I could get ready. I think I okay. could, I could gut up for it. Yeah, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Let's uh, do it. Yeah, we've got five listener submitted questions. Thank you, listeners. Uh, some of these we've actually already covered, uh, but we'll start out with question number one: Is this a comedy? No. No, I don't think it's a comedy by itself. I would say it's a mystery, but it is quite funny, very entertaining. I really think people will like this movie. Like, it's weird that it's nominated for three Golden Globes in the comedy category, right? Like, I, I guess that just yeah, seems... but it's not a it's not a drama. I mean, like, okay. Murder in the Orient Express would go in the drama category. This between the two, this would go in the comedy, but it's not like Clue. I don't. I wouldn't want people think going going in thinking it's going to be. Pratt Falls and, you know, Michael McKeon the whole time, because I don't think okay. that's what you get. All right, All right. sounds good. Um, question number two. Both the title, Knives Out, of the movie, and the working title, Morning Bell, are tracks from the Radiohead album Amnesiac. Do you find this interesting? Uh, no, no. Okay, interesting well, you're is in a the... strong word. You're in the minority of people on IMDb, so you lost. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Wrong answer. Wrong answer. Oh, okay. I, th- okay. I think, it, I guess you didn't really actually answer this, but you touched on it. Question number three, worst Southern accent, Kevin Spacey or Daniel Craig? Oh, Kevin Spacey. I, I don't thought you, Daniel Don't you Daniel feel like Craig's, Daniel Craig's is kind of based on Kevin Spacey's in a, no, a little his bit? No, his is based on like Foghorn Leghorn or something. It's, it's just syrupy enough like it's just thick enough and he kind of draws out the words and I, I don't know I, I really enjoyed him in this role I thought he did a great job and the accent I thought was fine I okay all right wasn't bothered and, by it. and he had a southern accent in Logan Lucky but that was a little bit different right like it, it was it was not that syrupy foghorn leghorn it was a, it was a different accent and he I don't feel like he didn't have much to say in Logan Lucky either True. Right. That yeah, was more of yeah. Channing Tatum's movie. I mean, he probably had a, a number of lines, but I don't think any of them were especially memorable. All right. Sounds good. Uh, question number four. Why did Ellen Stevens sound so much like Yoda? Who's Ellen Stevens? Uh, Harlan's lawyer, played by Frank Oz. Oh, okay. Well, could be... I, I don't know how to answer that in a way that doesn't insult the person who submitted the question. <laughs> so question. let's just move on. And then final question. This movie reunites Frank Oz and Jamie Lee Curtis 36 years after they appeared in Trading Places together. What will they do together 36 years from now? Wow. Well, 
I presume, <laughs> rot. <laughs> but. It's but, but maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe they'll be preserved. Scientists say that the first person to live to 150 years is already born. It could mm-hmm. be both of them. And that that person is over 60 today. So. All right. There you yeah. go. All right. Maybe. All right. Maybe it'll All be right. the two of them together. <laughs> Maybe another murder mystery like this. Maybe he's he's in the Christopher Plummer role. Yep. And yeah, she'll yeah. play his mom. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I love it. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. And that's five questions. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, listeners. Hey, b- b- before we sign off, Mike, one more thing I wanted to talk about. Um. The reviews of this movie have been very positive mm-hmm. from other critics, but a lot of them I feel like touch on and bring up the fact and seem to really enjoy the fact that Ryan Johnson is injecting this film with some real social commentary about um, politics in the age of Trump and the haves and have nots and the the one percenters versus illegal immigrants and isn't yeah. it brave and bold for him to tackle these issues? And I didn't. I thought all that felt so tacked on and just as forced as all the crap he brought to the last Star Wars movie. And I just want him to stop altogether. How did you feel about all that stuff? To be honest, I read the reviews and had to think back to the movie to even figure out what they were talking about in that. So, like, it was lost on me completely. I think that I was... So awash in the fun of the movie that I didn't think at all about the tacked on uh, social commentary whatsoever. I, I It was lost on me. I missed it. And okay. normally that's a thing that I'd pick up on in a movie. And I felt like if that was a message he was trying to get across, well, they wrote the screenplay well enough that it didn't even... It didn't oh, even resonate okay. with me. Yeah. Okay. Because I thought a lot of it was pretty heavy handed. And and I'm sorry, you know, just saying that the the killer of a super wealthy person was a member of the family and therefore a super wealthy person and therefore an evil person. It's like, that's always who done it. Yeah. Right. right, like, right it's yeah. always some evil wealthy jag. I mean, it, the, I mean, the cliche is to say the butler did it, but guess what? It's never the butler. It's always some <laughs> other wealthy jag. Right, right, so, right. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm i glad you didn't find it off-putting. I was a little annoyed. My eyes were rolling. Um, maybe I just really wish Ryan Johnson would shut up with that stuff. All right. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Uh, what do we got coming up next, buddy? Coming up next, we've got the final episode in the Skywalker Saga, Episode 9 from Star Wars, J.J. Abrams, The Rise of Skywalker. Thanks for listening to the Spoiler Alert Podcast. Please visit us online at movieoutsiders.com, where you can see what films we'll be discussing next, comment on our recent episodes, suggest movies to review or topics to discuss, or submit questions for the five questions segment of the podcast. Stop by and visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash movieoutsiders, And be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Movie Outsiders. If you're a fan of the show, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes, Overcast, Stitcher, or whatever podcast subscription service you use. We'll be back again next week with another episode, but until then, enjoy the movies.